This is the Sexual Alchemy Podcast for men who want to discover and embrace profound confidence, intimacy, pleasure, and connection. I'm Rebecca Lowry, and I invite you to explore who you really are as a confident, sexual, and sensual man. Whether you're dealing with specific sexual issues or you just know there's more to it than you've experienced so far, this is a safe space for you to learn, grow, and expand your erotic potential and possibilities. Hello, welcome to the Sexual Alchemy Podcast. Today, I want to address a question that I've been getting more and more frequently, and I don't think I've addressed it so far in the podcast. It's been a year, and I still don't think I've addressed it. And the question is, what do you do when you have a different level of libido, a different level of sexual desire and need and arousal to your partner? Now, I want to be really clear that there is no one good answer to this and that everything that I say won't be right for everyone and it won't be right all the time. Different things work for different people at different times. So listen in and see what resonates for you and what doesn't resonate for you. Maybe some of the things that I say will help you now, maybe they'll help you another time. So just bear that in mind. I'm not saying that there's any one right answer because obviously we're all different and our sexual needs and desires are different and what we do about that changes according to the situation. So I'm going to speak about this as trying to help the whole couple. So not just as the person who has more sex drive or has less sex drive. This is for you to take into your relationships, your connections, your partnerships, no matter which of these you feel speaks to you more, I suppose. So first of all, I want you to know it's not uncommon to have a different sex drive to your partner and for that to change. You know, sometimes you might be the person who's got more sex drive, more libido most of the time, and then, you know, things happen, illness or downtimes or whatever, and then maybe it switches and your partner has more libido than you. So first of all, you're not bad or wrong, either which side you're on. It's totally normal, totally common, and there are lots of things you can do about it. So the first thing is to work on your communication, being able to talk about what's going on from you from a clear, clean, open, honest space is going to make everything moving forward much easier. And this goes for both of you. So if you are the person with a lot more libido, a lot more sex drive than your partner, it's okay for you to say that. Make sure that you own it for yourself. You need to not be blaming them, making them wrong, saying there's something wrong with them. I've heard that before. That's just awful. And also not making it their responsibility to look after your sexual needs. And I'll come back to that in a minute. If you are the person with less libido, it's totally okay for you to say, hey, I don't have as much libido as you. I don't want to you know, make love or be sexual as often as you. You are absolutely, of course, entitled to speak your truth. And hopefully, 
your partners, partner or partners, lovers, will listen, whichever side they might be on, and realize that instead of this being me against you or you against me, what's needed here is teamwork. How are we as a team, as a partnership, going to create some experiences that are delightful for both of us, that fill our needs, even though our needs are slightly different? So first of all, work as a team. Well, first of all, (laughs) get your communication down so that you can communicate openly, um, honestly, even when it's difficult. And communicating isn't about just being able to say the difficult things. It's also being able to hear the difficult things and not getting defensive or jumping on your partner, you know, not letting them have their say. Let your partner have their say. Don't make them wrong. And then come into, this is teamwork. How do we, as a couple, as a pair or thruple or whatever you are, find what's going to work for us and be nourishing for both of us? And so let me make a few suggestions. The most important one, as far as I am concerned, is to explore how you can expand your ideas and thoughts about what sex is and how you get those needs met. So for example, you've probably heard me bang on about this a lot, but because we're not taught about sex, typically people define sex as penetration. And they think that that's what sex is and that's what they need to get their sexual needs met. And don't get me wrong, penetration is gorgeous and beautiful. And, you know, if, if you're into that, that's fine. But it is not the only definition of sex and it is not the only way to get those sexual desires met. And so exploring and expanding your ideas of what sex is so that when you come into a conversation with your partner and you say, Hey, honey, you know, I'm feeling really aroused and turned on, and I'd like to be sexual or sensual with you in some way that you know you're not saying, and they know you're not saying. And that means I want foreplay, penetration, orgasm, the end. Maybe that's what you want, and it's not wrong to want that. But if that's all you want, and your partner's not up for that for the same amount of time or as frequently as you, then you're both going to be left wanting. Whereas if you can say, hey, you know, I'm feeling kind of aroused, I'm feeling a bit turned on, or I would like to be turned on, how might we engage with each other in a way that's satisfying for both of us? Then you've opened up your possibilities. You've opened up a treasure trove of possibilities because now you aren't trying to get your needs met in just one specific way. And your partner also doesn't feel the pressure to have to meet specific needs in specific ways. Then you can see, "Mm, now what's on the menu? Now that we've opened up our ideas of what's possible, what might be on the menu from here? So if you are the partner who is more frequently aroused as a higher libido, something that I would really strongly recommend is to learn how to be with and enjoy and play with your sexual energy in ways that do not require extinguishing it. You know, quite often what we do when we are aroused and when we haven't explored how to be with that sexual energy is We think we have to put it out. We think we have to find some friction, you know, either through masturbation or sex with a person or something. 
friction, friction, friction until we orgasm, and then we don't feel that horniness anymore, right? Or maybe you do, but for a lot of people, it's all about extinguishing that energy. Well, what about learning to be with that energy? What about learning to enjoy it? What about learning to expand it or move it through your body or use it for healing or breathe it into your system with intention or just experiencing it without having to extinguish it? without having to express it in that way. You know, you can pour your arousal into your work, into washing the dishes, into the earth through the soles of your feet while you're going for a walk. There's lots of things that you can do with your sexual energy that don't make you reliant on having a person outside of you who's also in the exact same place as you. I think that's good for everyone to learn, whether you've got a high libido or low libido, is ways to be with your sexual energy and arousal that doesn't require something out someone or something outside of you for satisfaction for enjoyment for pleasure be with that sexual energy if it's too much in your genitals and your hip area expand it up into your belly use your breath work with a practitioner like myself to learn how to do that learn how to breathe it down your legs and into the earth learn how to breathe it into your heart for good heart health all sorts of things you can do with it. You can use it for sex magic and all kinds of things. Now, coming to a sort of similar but different place, I recommend that you do that with sensuality as well. So not so directly sexually focused, but sensually. How can you explore your senses in a way that keeps you really filled up? So for example, being very present when you eat your food, eating it slowly and with intention, letting it rest in your mouth for a minute, feeling the different textures and sensations and flavors and chewing it with utter presence. So the very chewing of that piece of food almost becomes an orgasmic experience and swallowing it and feeling it as it moves through your body and nourishes you. Or playing out in nature, you know, stroking grass or leaves or some kind of piece of nature that you're curious about and being really present with it and tuning into it as if it was a sentient being and could touch you back. You know, imagine that there's you wanting to touch this patch of grass and imagine that it's yearning for your touch. It wants to be touched by you and it wants to touch you back and playing with sight and smells and aromas and all your different senses by being very, very present with them, by being open to new sensations, by bringing your utter presence there and seeing how can this something mundane, like this, just this dinner in front of me, give me a beautiful sensual experience that will fill me up a little bit. So you feel less needy and more fulfilled. And that again, that's whether you've got an overabundance of sexual energy, whatever that means, or you're not feeling as often as your partner. Other things you could do is explore different kinds of touch with your partner. If you feel really aroused and you you think that what you need is some sort of penetrative sex, would you be open to giving and or receiving a massage or even just a foot massage or some other kind of touch exploration that maybe isn't directly sexual, but still is a way of connecting with your partner? Ultimately, 
I really think the most important thing you can do is find ways to keep yourself really full. Find ways to express that energy. Expand your ideas of what sex and sexuality are and communicate really openly and honestly with your partner. If you are in the kind of relationship where it's okay for you to play and explore outside, you might explore having a partner that's just for sexual expression. I know that's not safe or right or okay for everyone, but it is another possibility. If your romantic relationship is really filling you up and really working for you and the sexuality isn't working and all of the things I've said and probably a million others that are possible aren't working for you, perhaps it's possible to have a lover outside of that consensually, of course, consensually. And if not a lover, perhaps paying to see a practitioner like myself, a sacred intimate, someone who can create and provide a beautiful, safe sexual experience for you that doesn't want to be involved in your relationship, your marriage or whatever. So it's got really strong boundaries, really, really safe in that kind of experience. Again, preferably consensually. There's also ways that you could, for example, invite your partner to be present while you masturbate, for example, or they could hold you or hold a part of your body or stroke your feet while you masturbate. And so they don't have to be sexually involved, but they could be present while you are being sexual with yourself. Ask your partner, ask your partner what would work for them. You know, just say, we know that our libidos are different. Here's some ideas. How do we make this work? How do we meet each other's needs? How do we be really present with each other and meet these needs in a way that is beautiful and fulfilling and satisfying for both of us? Remember, don't make your partner wrong. How they feel is how they feel. If you make them feel bad or wrong for being who they are, they're going to close down and not want to share their full self with you. The last thing I want to say on this is that many, so this is my experience of this, many years ago when my current partner and I were first together, he would come home from work and I would be all kind of bouncy and excited to see him and would be like, let's have sex, let's have sex. And he, I, I don't know if that's exactly what I was saying, but I think back then it was. And he was like, well, let me get in. You know, I've just come in from work. I haven't kind of put down the work day yet. And this happened for a while. And eventually he said, I don't think you're asking every single time for penetrative sex. What is it that you're actually asking for? What is it you actually want? And I thought, oh, that's a good question because it isn't always penetrative sex that I'm looking for when he gets home from work kind of thing. So what is it? And I, I sat with myself for a while and tuned in and tuned into my desires and needs as they would arise when he came home. And what was it that I really wanted? And what I realized was what I really wanted was some time with him. I wanted his presence. I wanted some intimacy, but that didn't necessarily mean sexual intimacy. I wanted a, a sensual space to be present with each other. And so we changed our language for a while. So when he would come in, instead of me saying, let's have sex, I would say, let's be sensual with, with each other, or let's open a sensual space when we were being kind of funny and pedantic with ourselves. But what that did was 
it made me clearer about what I was actually looking for, what I actually wanted. And it took the pressure off of him, who was coming home tired from work, that he didn't need to suddenly find all this energy for something immediately when he got home from work. Maybe later, but that wasn't what I was asking for and that wasn't what he needed to bring. And so once we changed our language around it for a while so we could get really crystal clear on what was being desired and what was being asked, then yeah, it took the pressure off both of us and we were able to create some really beautiful, intimate, sensual experiences. Sometimes it included sensual touch Sometimes it was more sexual, sometimes it was less sexual, but it was just a way for us to create some time in our day to be really present with each other and see what wanted to emerge as an expression between us then. And that is usually what I'm looking for, unless I know specifically there's something that I want to do or or try. What I want is connection. What I want is intimacy. What I want is presence. And how that then expresses itself might just arise in the moment. So give that a go. You know, change the language around what you're asking for, change the language around what you are willing to offer or give or be with, and see if that helps. And let me know how you get on. I mean, I could talk about this forever, but I think I've given you lots and lots and lots of um, ideas and ways to find your way together when you have different libidos, different sex drives. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Sexual Alchemy Podcast with Rebecca Lowry. If this podcast has aroused your curiosity and you'd like to take things further, you can get a copy of my free video training, Reclaiming Your Intuitive, Confident, Sensual Self. The link is in the show notes below, wherever you are listening.